Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. As I shared even over the last couple of weeks, the, the most important uh, priority for every believer, the place where we grow in God, is called the altar. It is at the altar where we grow in our relationship with God. And as I shared, three things happen at the altar, which is communion, consecration, and commission. And there are three things that we need, as I shared last week, three things that we need in order to have a good time at the altar, in order to have a good time with God. And that is a quiet place, a quiet time, and a quiet heart. They are the three things that we need, first of all, if we're gonna build a personal altar, if we're gonna get right with God, if we're gonna commit time with God, then we're gonna need these, those three things. And you can listen to those messages previous messages on our podcast. But uh, this morning I'm going to start sharing about the first thing that should take place at our altar. I've said how, you know, those three things that we need in order to build an altar, but three things that need to, uh, I'm going to share this morning, the first thing that should happen at our personal altar. And the first thing that should happen at our altar is reading and studying the Bible. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And this morning I just want to share some, some practical tips and, and, and tools and, and strategies on how we can read the Bible effectively and how we can study the Bible effectively. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving Jesus, how long you, you've been a Christian. I think we can all, if we're being honest, have a, a refresher on how we can read the Bible, how we can understand the Bible, how we are to study the scripture and that's the first thing that should take place at our altar is getting into God's word that's the first thing that should take place and if you've got your Bibles can you please turn to Matthew chapter 7 we're going to read verse 24 to 27 together it's going to be up on the screen behind me but Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 and in particular verse 24 that's what we're going to be focusing on this morning and it says this is jesus speaking he says anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds his house on a solid rock though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house it won't collapse because it is built on the bedrock But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Basically what Jesus was teaching us here is that if we're going to have a strong life in God, uh, if we're going to be growing God and if we're going to have a strong life in God, it all starts with obeying and listening to God's word. That's how we build a strong foundation for our Christian lives. It all begins with reading God's word, with studying God's word, but not only reading and studying it, but obeying it. So that even when the storms of life come against us, that we'll be able to stand and endure because we have a strong foundation, which is God's word within our lives. But Jesus also compares that to a guy who builds his house on the sand. That when the storms come, the rain comes and the wind comes, that house falls because it's not on a strong foundation. It is not built on a rock. And so it's true within our lives as well. If we, if we don't build our lives on God's word, then when the difficulties come, the struggles come, then our lives will collapse. We'll, the bottom will fall out and you know, we'll be ruined. And so Jesus is encouraging his disciples and his believers here to build 
on the rock and obey his word and listen to his word. But you might say this morning, why does reading and studying the Bible matter? What, 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 why, why does it matter? Is it relevant anymore? You know, we, we know the past generations were big on this. You know, many churches were, were strong on this, that you had to get the word of God, you had to read the word of God, you have to know the word of God. But, but why is it important? Is it important in our time? You know, do we still really need to read God's word and study God's word in the time in which we're living in? I believe reading God's word is vital. It is as important as it's ever been. It is vital that we read God's word. And I remember hearing a quote many years ago. I can't remember if I heard it or, or if I read it. But it says this. It's impossible to know God without knowing the Bible. And that is true. There is no way that we can know who God is, who we are in God, and God's plan and purpose for it all. There's no way that we can know God without knowing the Bible. If you don't open this book, you will never discover who God is. It doesn't matter if you come to church week in, week out. You will never truly understand who God is for you and who He is, who He truly is. We won't know God. Without, it's impossible to know God without knowing the Bible. And it struck me. And you know, I remember even at 16 years old when I recommitted my life to God in Soul Survivor, I knew that God could transform my life. I know that God could change my life. And the way that He was going to do that was through His Spirit, yes, but ultimately through his word. The way that God was going to change and transform my life is through his word. And the way God will transform and change your life is through his word and through his spirit. You know, at 16, I wanted to know him. I wanted to know who God was. I wanted to find out who God was. What it, was he really like? You know, I'd grown up in church. I'd heard all the Bible stories. I'd heard people say about who God was for them. But I wanted to know for myself who God really was. You know, we can't rely on other people's faith. We can't depend on other people's salvation. We need to discover who God is for ourselves. And I'd encourage you, if you're young in your faith, discover who God is for yourself. And the way you do that is through God's word. You know, I wanted to discover what God's will and purpose was for my life. Anybody want to know what God's will and purpose is for your life? Well, God hasn't hidden it. It's not a mystery. God's will and his purpose for your life is revealed through his word. You can discover God's will, specific will and purpose for your life through His Word. Do you want to know why you're here? You know, on Google, it's, it's been said that the most searched question on Google of our time is, why am I here? People today want to know why are we here, why we're on this earth, what is the purpose of it all? But we discover right in the very beginning that God has created us, that we're His people. He's created us for a relationship with Him. We're created to shine His light, to make Him known. We are His masterpiece. We know exactly why we are here. We know exactly because God's word shows it to us. And so even at 16 years old, when I had all these questions, I made a, a commitment in my life that I'm going to discover who God is, God's plan for my life, His purpose for my life. And the way that I began that was journeying in studying and reading scripture. I was going to get into God's word. I was going to read God's word so that I could know him more deeply. And I want to say this morning, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. It isn't an easy decision, it isn't an easy commitment, but it is the best decision I've ever made. Best decision I've ever made. And so this morning I want to share a few of the most useful strategies, techniques and tools that I've picked up over the last few years to read and study scripture. You know, and I think this is important because sometimes, you know, we can preach all these great messages that encourage us and build us up. 
But sometimes I think we miss out on these practical messages as well that, that give us guidelines and can help us really understand God's word and apply it to our lives. And, and my prayer is, for every single one of us, that you would begin to enjoy reading the Bible and that you would also begin to discover how to get the treasure of the Bible. You know, it's like digging for gold and digging for diamonds. That's what the, tre- the Bible is. You know, the more we deep, the more treasures that we find. That's what it's truly like when we read the Bible. And so I want to encourage us and show us this morning with some tools how we can get those diamonds out, how we can really understand Scripture and dive into Scripture. And it might be a bit simple. You might have heard this many, many times. But please, this morning, I encourage you to take notes and apply this even to your, your own life. Maybe you've got some own strategies and things, and that's fine. If that works for you, that's great. But these are just some that I found that have worked for me, and I pray that it will help someone here this morning and benefit someone this morning. And the first strategy or tool, as it says up on the screen behind me, is to read and study the Bible daily. Every single day to read God's Word. Listen to what it says in in Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3. The psalmist says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. Listen to this. But they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbed, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Do you want to prosper in all you do? Do you want to be successful in this Christian life? And I don't mean financially, but spiritually. Do you want to be successful? Do you want to prosper spiritually? Do you want to know God's hand upon your life? Do you want to bear fruit for the glory of God? Well, the way that we do that is by meditating on God's word. And as the psalmist says, day and night. We can't escape from this. The importance of reading God's word daily. You know, whether we realize it or we don't, our lives are based around habits. Our lives are made up of habits and routines, aren't they? You know, we, we're creatures of comfort, but, we, you know, we like routines, we like all these different things. And we've built habits into our lives, whether consciously or subconsciously, you know, whether we know it or not, we built habits into our lives day by day. You know, you might have a morning routine. You know, maybe the first thing you do when you get out to bed is go downstairs and make a cup of tea. Maybe then it's put the heating on. You know, these are all habits. These are things that we've built into our lives. You know, what we eat, that's a habit. What we, how we react to stress, that's a habit. Whether or not we press the snooze button on our alarm in the mornings, that's a habit. You know, I, I've got a habit of setting three alarms in the morning, two minutes apart. Because I know maybe the first time I'm going to press snooze. Maybe the second time I'm going to press snooze. Especially at six to half past six in the morning. It's pretty tempting to press snooze, especially in the winter time as well when the mornings are dark. You know, we, we, we people who build habits into our lives. Who are used to building routines into our lives. And you know, the best habit that we can build into our lives is not exercising. It's not eating healthy, even though these are good things and all these different things. The best habit we can build into our lives is to read, to meditate on, and to study the Bible every day. That's the best habit you can build into your life. Because I believe that God wants us to grasp how important it is to regularly get into God's Word. You know, and I find when, when I don't get into God's Word daily, you know, my, my life is a, a little bit all over the place. It starts going here, there, everywhere. I start depending on self rather than turning to God. We need God's Word every day in our lives. 
We need his word every day of our lives. So I want to encourage you that to read it and study it every day. You know, sometimes I wonder, why were some of the greats in the Bible and in the history, why were they so effective in their faith? Well, it, it actually, if you read and study about the greats in our faith, even those in the Bible, the reason they were so effective for God and changed people's lives and changed nations and all these things, the reason they were so effective was because they had built into their lives a habit of studying and reading God's Word. Reading God's Word daily was a non-negotiable for these people. And if we want to see God do great things in our lives, if we want to see God do great things in this church, then we want to be a people who build God's Word into our lives and stand on God's Word and rely on God's Word day by day. But I'd also encourage you this morning, maybe, maybe you've heard that, yeah, you know, I've got to read God's Word every day. But I want to encourage you this morning also to read it slowly. Read God's Word slowly. Maybe some of you this morning have reading plans. Maybe you have daily devotionals and... And they're great, they're fantastic. But daily devotionals and Bible reading plans also can be very two-edged. And sometimes they can fool us, they can deceive us. And you might say, but why is that? You know, daily reading plans and, and devotions, they're good because they help us to develop that habit of building the Bible into our lives every single day. But they can also be dis disastrous as we can begin to read the Bible just like any other book or any other text. And we can start skipping through the Bible and just going through it at a hundred miles an hour. But we miss out on hearing from God. The key to reading and the secret of reading the Bible is not just to get through it. But it's actually to hear God speak to you. That's the secret of reading God's word. It's not to just read through it and say, I've read the Bible in a year. The real secret and the real reason why I get into God's word is because I need to hear his voice. I don't know about you, but I need God every day. I need God every single day of my life. I need Him in my life. And, you know, when we begin to read God's Word slowly, with an open heart, then we can begin to listen out for God's voice, God speaking in our lives. I found when I skip through the Bible and I read through it at 300 miles an hour, that I can often miss God, hearing God's voice and what God would want to say to me today. Because how many of us know today that God wants to speak to us? God wants to speak to you today, and he doesn't want to just speak to you through me today. God wants to speak to you for yourself. He wants to speak to you directly, and the way he speaks to us is through the Bible. And so I want to encourage you to read God's word slowly. You know, it's better to read less and have God speak to us than to rush through it and go through chapter by chapter and not hear God's voice. That's dangerous when we begin to read the Bible like that. So I want to encourage you. Open your heart and read God's word slowly. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27. He says this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do you want to know what God's voice? Then read God's word, but read it slowly. Don't rush through it. Just sit in God's word, marinating it. You know, that's a, a cooking term, isn't it? Cooking terminology. You know I, I love watching all these cooking shows, MasterChef and all these things. And what people tend to do with meat in particular, some people these days, they like to marinate it in all these spices and sauces and things because it begins to take on extra flavor. It enhances the flavor and it makes the dish better in the end. And I think we need to do that. I think we've lost the art of meditation in our time we, because we rush in and we're trying to go 300 miles an hour with our lives. And it's so quick that we forgot just to simply sit and allow and soak ourselves in God's word and allow the truths of God's will to impact our lives and change our lives. 
And so I want to encourage you, read God's word slowly. Don't rush through it. That doesn't mean you have to read it slowly, you know, every single time. But I want to encourage you, just get, just don't be in a rush to read through it. Just don't try and do it just to tick off, uh, uh, tick it off on your list. We're actually getting to God's word so that you can hear God's voice and you can hear God speaking to you. And that'll change everything because God speaks to us through his word. Second thing, second key thing to read in the Bible is to have a method to read and study the Bible. You might say, how can I do this? You know, have you got any tips on how to, because it's a big old book. You know, how am I going to apply this to my life? Well, one strategy that I use is something called SOAP. I've mentioned it before. It's not a bar of SOAP. It's a strategy that I call SOAP. And it stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Pray. And these are four things that I do every time I open up God's Word and I want to study God's Word and get deeper into God's Word. The first thing I begin with is the scripture itself. I read, I open my Bible and I begin to read that passage for, the, for that moment or for that day. I begin to read God's word and I allow and I take time for God to speak into my life. And when I'm done with that, when I'm done with that verse or that chapter, I write down that verse again. I write it down so I make sure that this, you know, I know this is what I've read today. This is what I've studied today. This is what I've gone into. And I, I write it down on my journal, in a journal, on a notepad. Or most of the time today, I, I write it down on my notes, on my phone. But I'd also encourage you, when you begin to start with scripture, open up the Bible, begin to read it. I'd also encourage you to memorize it. You know, the psalmist said, David said, your word, Lord, have I hid in my heart. I think it's key that we hide God's word in our hearts so that when difficulties come and struggles come and maybe we're tired and we don't feel like opening up this book, at least we've memorized scripture and we can hold on to God's word that will bring us through those difficult moments. So I'd encourage you, memorize God's word. But the first key to reading and start uh, and getting into a habit of building the Bible into your life is start with scripture. Begin to read your passage for the day. Second thing is observation. Begin to see through through, uh, begin to observe what's happening in this passage. What's, what's actually going on? Begin to understand the context of it. Who's writing this? Where was it? What time in history was it? Who is the audience? Who is it for? Begin to observe all that's happening. And, you know, we really need the Holy Spirit to help us in this. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what's going on in this passage. Ask Him to teach you. Ask Him to reveal. And ultimately, you know, when we read God's Word and when we begin to observe God's Word, always look for Jesus. That's why I encourage you to always, because all of this word points to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So I wonder, even in the Old Testament, when you read the Bible, you can see, where's Jesus in this? You know, you might not see him there, obviously in the Old Testament. He wasn't born then. He wasn't, you know, obviously he was alive, but you know, you know what I mean. But he wasn't written there, but see where he is. You know, the prophecies about him, about his coming. Where's Jesus? And where's God in all this? So I'd encourage you, observe what's going on. What do you think God is saying? Thirdly, A, stands for application you know we're not just to read God's word and listen to God's word God's word is meant to be applied to our lives we're to apply God's word to our lives you know as James says don't be hearers of the word but be doers also God's word is applicable for our lives we can apply God's word to our lives and I want to encourage you when you're reading ask God God how does this apply to me how does this apply to my life and my current situation? God, what are you trying to say to me right now in my situation? Ask God and begin to apply that to your life and begin to write down how this verse applies to your current situation and your life and what God is saying to you. Maybe God's trying to instruct you. Maybe God's encouraging you through, 
through a promise. Maybe it is a new promise or a reminder of an old promise that he's given you. Maybe it's a correction. Maybe God's trying to correct you in a particular area of life. What I'd encourage you to do is ask God, how does this apply to my life? And fourthly, pray. And I'm going to jump onto this in a, in a little moment, but I always, uh, well, maybe we can go on to the next one, if that's all right, please, Dave. And this is what I bookend my time Bible reading with. This last one stands for prayer, as I said. But I bookend my time of reading with prayer. So right at the start, before I read God's word, I ask God to, to I, I begin to pray and I ask God to speak to me and, and reveal himself to me and lead me and teach me by his spirit. And then after I've spent time reading God's word, I pray and I thank God and ask God to apply, how I, if he can apply it to my life and to guide me and to lead me. But I'd encourage you, spend, after you've read time reading God's word, pray. Pray before you read God's word. Pray at the end of reading God's word. But I'd encourage you, bookend it with prayer. And maybe start with a short prayer. You know, it doesn't have to be really long. It doesn't have to be there for hours and hours. Just simply pray. God, speak to me today. And at the end, say, God, thank you. Help me to apply all that I've read to my life so that you might be seen within my life. Number four, fourth key thing that maybe this will help you in getting deeper into God's word and reading God's word is to use the right tools. I don't mean a hammer. I don't mean a screwdriver. I don't mean anything like that. I'm not on about that. You know, I thank God that there are, there are tools out there that can help us understand scripture. You know, even as I was studying to, and, and training to become a minister, you know, they give, right at the start of that course with AOG, they give an outline of books and tool, uh, books and things that we need to help us understand God's word and apply God's word to our lives. And I thank God there are many tools out there to help us understand God's word. You know, if we use good tools, then it'll help us to develop a deeper understanding of God's word if we use the good tools. But I remember Pastor Tony Jones saying to me when I was starting out and when I really sensed God call on my life, when I was starting out preaching and all these things, I remember him saying to me, he said, books are tools and not rules. And what he was basically trying to say is, thank God that there's all these resources out there these days to help us understand the Bible. But if we rely only on books, if we only listen to sermons or you only listen to me speak on a Sunday, instead of reading the Bible then we will never truly grasp the Bible and we'll miss out on what God wants to say to us. So tools are important, but they're not the rule. We need to, this comes above all the other books, all other sermons, all other devotionals, all above your daily bread. This comes first. This comes above it all. They are there to help and to supplement that. But when we begin to rely on the tools rather than on God's word, then our lives will begin to go unravel and go all over the place. You know, to Timothy, urges us, Paul writes to Timothy and he urges us to become workers who rightly handle or correctly handle God's word. I want to be a good worker. I want to handle God's word correctly. And yes, I haven't done that at all times, but I'm learning and God's showing me and teaching me. But I want to encourage you, let's be good. Let's handle God's word correctly. You know, there are many people out there today who preach the Bible and it's all over the shop. You know, they, they miss the context of it all and, and it's easy to, for that to happen. And I thank God for all these different tools which help us and guide us, but we need to get the right tools into our lives. And you know, there are many different tools out there to help you understand the Bible. There are commentaries, dictionaries, concordances, maps, lexicons, all these different things, Bible language software, all these things, apps. There's loads out there. There's many great tools. But I want to give you one tool this morning that can really help you 
understand God's word. Do you want a tool to help you understand God's word and help you read God's word? The number one tool I'd always encourage you with to begin with is a, is a good translation. Get a good translation of God's word. Get a translation that you understand. Be all and end all. That's the first tool that we can get. The greatest tool is getting a translation of the Bible that we can understand. And this is important because God wants to speak to you. God doesn't want to confuse you. God wants to speak to you. He wants you to understand his word. He doesn't want to confuse you and to give you all this Shakespeare language which you'll never understand and you can't apply to today's society. It's no good. Get a translation you understand. You know, a few years ago, I really got caught up in this in finding the most accurate and uh, accurate translation of the Bible. And, you know, it was the right motive. It was a pure motive. It was, it was great because I wanted to understand God's word in a deeper way. However... I really got bound by this, and I know it might sound silly to some of you, but I really did get bound by this, and it got to the point, I was listening to different people speak on there and reading different things, and it got to the point where actually I thought that God could only speak through the King James Version or the New King James Version of the Bible. And I know that this might sound mad, but it bound me. I thought, unless I have the King James Version of the Bible, which is the, one of the most accurate translation of the old scripture, of, or the old roles uh, of scripture, unless I have that version, then God won't speak to me. And you know, a big problem was with this was, as I began to read the King James Version, I didn't have a clue of half the things that were going on in it. I didn't understand it. I couldn't, it, you know, I needed an interpreter to tell me what, what was being said in it. I didn't have a clue what was going on. If you understand the King James Version, that's great. If it works for you, that's great. If you've been brought up on that, I'm not knocking the King James Version at all, in any way. It's a fantastic Bible, and it? You get encouraged by that, you understand it, great, use that. But I didn't. And I didn't hear God's voice from it. I was struggling, I was really struggling reading the Bible. I know the way that, that God brought me out of that was through my dad. My dad said to me, Luke, just find a translation that you sense God speaking to you through that you understand. Be all in hell, simple. Don't get caught up in all this. Just find a translation that, that is simple, that applies to you. Not, you know, the Quran or anything like that. But just find a, a translation that God speaks to you through good translation but a simple one for a modern language i know i'd like to pass that advice on to you today my god is that right dad can i pass that advice on just find a translation that you understand you know it doesn't you know it doesn't matter which god speaks through his word and it doesn't matter which translation god can speak through his word and some great translations out there the new king james version which pastor rob preaches from uh, niv translation is a fantastic one i, I use that quite often new, uh, new international version and one that I, I absolutely love, I've loved since my teenage years, and I've gone back to it, and I preach from that these days, is the New Living Translation. I love the New Living Translation. It's just helpful for me, because I can understand what is, what's going on. I can understand it. But, you know, when I study scripture, I often compare translations as well, because they might be, you know, it might change slightly in different things, and it's, it's good. But I'd encourage you, find a translation that you get the best from. Number five, very quickly, five things to help us read and understand the Bible is, to read and study with others. God has placed us within the family of believers. And those people are there not just to sit next to you on a Sunday. We can encourage each other in the things of God. We can instruct each other in the things of God. I love what it says in Proverbs 27 verse 17. Proverbs 27 verse 17. Listen to this. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You know, we're there to sharpen each other in the things of God. There are many of you who have been walking this Christian life a lot longer than me. 
And you know, you can instruct me, you can be there to help me, we can read scripture together, you can pass on that knowledge. You know, I'd encourage you to get people who you can read the Bible with. Get alongside people you can read the Bible with. You know, that's one of the reasons we've set up connect groups so we can study God's word together. We can grow together. You know, find somebody you can read the Bible with. If you're a new Christian or a young Christian, find someone who loves Jesus and has been following Jesus for longer than you, who you can read God's word with and they can help you understand it. Also, find some friends you can talk about the Bible with. You know, I thank God for that. That's what I had during my early days and my younger days. You know, there were, there were so many of us here. We used to encourage each other and talk about God's word. And, you know, I'm not saying we have to do it 24-7, but just find some people who can build you up in the faith. Share God's word and read it and study it with other people. And number six, I think this is the most important one. Allow the Bible to change you. Allow God's word to transform you and to change you, to become more like Jesus and to know Jesus in a greater way. Allow him and allow God's word to change you. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cut in between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God's word, whether we like it or not, when we get into it, it will begin to change us. And I want to say it will change us for the better. It changes for the good. God's word searches our hearts. It cuts between what we think is right and what God's best is for our lives. God's word will change us. But I want to encourage you, don't keep God's word at an arm's length. Don't say I'm just going to read it on a Sunday or I'm only going to read the nice passages that encourage me. I want to encourage you to go through all of the Bible. Because it says in the Word, all Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable. Every single element of God's Word is good for us. Even Leviticus, even though that's hard to understand, it is for, God wants to speak to you through it. There are things and truths that we can apply to our lives from that. Every single part of this Word is God-breathed. It is God's living word to us and God's word will change us. And I want to encourage you, don't hold it back and say I only want the nice things from it. But get into God's word and allow his word to change you. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk. Have a great day.